Um, we came here together to speak or to think about Reb Chaim. So, uh, we all know the Medrash or the Gemara, which it says that Mrs. Tzadikim is Mechapa. Mrs. Tzadikim is Mechapa. We all think that Mrs. Tzadikim is Mechapa that is based on that that the tzaddik is going up to heaven, the way a cauldron is burned, you know, it goes up, and the tzaddik is going up to heaven, and that is a kaporas ador, that such a big person is ending his life and going back to his source of neshomer, and that is the kapora. But to your, or to my amazement, the learning of Mrs. Tzaddik Mechaperes is from Pora Adumo. That's the way Chazal put it. Because Lomo Nismoho Parshas Miriam, the Parshas Pora Adumo, Misas Miriam is just after Parshas Chukas, after you finish the Pora Adumo, it is there where Miriam Hanavia passes away. So he says, why Miriam Hanavia, the Misas Miriam, is next to Pora Adumo? Because Misas Sadiq Mechaperes Kikorben. So, Por Adumo is a very unique thing. Por Adumo is the only carbon where you need the afer. You are burning it in order to reach the, the afer, yeah, the, the ashes. You need these ashes in order to reach Tare. So, this is the only carbon. All the other carbonas, you are sacrificing the korban, and then you are burning, and then you put the ash out into the deshen. You put it out. But over here, it's the only korban which the ash is needed in order to reach the purpose of the korban. So the same thing is with Mises Tzadikim. Mises Tzadikim is not a kapora because the tzadik passed away, and that is such a big loss for the soil. And that's such a big entrance or entering an upper world from a human being because he was such a tremendous person. And that's a kapora for the dog. No, not like this. The kapora is when you are able to take something of the ash, it's energial. That means you don't need the kezayis ash in order to have tare from the poradumo. You need mashu. You need something. But you need something. You need some of the ashes of the korban pesach of the korban pore that the, 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 in order that you should reach your tare. So the same thing, we are obligated to take out something from this big personality in order that this whole um, thing of passing away from Reb will make sense for us. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Otherwise, it has no purpose. Otherwise, it doesn't do what it is supposed to do. Because Mises Sadiqim Chaperes, like a poradumo, that means you need the ashes. You need this mashehu, this something from these ashes in order to bring you a kapora. So, the same thing over here. So, we want to learn something from this big person which passed away, 
and something which is relevant to us. There is a tendency by such a big person that you are, in, that's, I think uh, a lot of people do that, you are putting an unbelievable demand on the tzibur, on the community, like, you know, you have to learn 24-7 or whatever it is, but you know exactly that you will not learn 24-7, but that's the demand, and then everyone will take a little bit. But that is not the ashes. That is like you need to take the porah alone, you know, and then you take a part of the porah. No, you have to take a part of the ashes. It's no, 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 no. No, you have to take a part which is definitely edible for you. Not a part which is inedible for you. Only, what shall you do? You will never reach that darga, but you'll try. And as far as you are failing, that's your personal success. I'm not in, you understand? That's what normally goes, you know? You're putting a goal which is unreachable, and your personality shows up in as much as you failed to reach your goal. Someone wants to join the club, I don't want. I don't want that my personality should be a failure. I want my personality should be something which I built from inside. And we have to find something which gives Tara to the person, the way where he is, from that big person. So, I want to tell you that I have a Mechutin. That's the way you say it in English, that's right. I have a Mechutin, <laughs> I have a mechutin which is called Landman. He's a son-in-law by Rabbi Gedalia Nadel. Rabbi Gedalia was living in the same building as Rabbi Chai. And Rabbi Gedalia was a widower, so to say that, something like this, an almond. And his uh, children were a lot were, uh, living or being at home by Rabbi Chai. So Maimur Chutenis was there, you know, and they had a very good contact. Rabbi Gedalia had a good contact with Rabbi Chai. Rabbi Chai once told Rabbi Gedalia a very interesting thing. He said, you know, I, my nature is to be lazy. And my nature is that I love a good joke. That is my nature. That's what he said. He was lazy. He was anything but lazy, you know. But he said, my nature is to be lazy. And I want to explore with you a thing which we have to learn from Reb Chaim, which is absolutely fascinating for us, which we are missing in our avoid. Reb Chaim was lazy. And when he said that, that is true, and as much as all the other things he said. Okay? So we will not suspect now Reb Chaim that he said something which is absolute a lie, only in order to play the game of being humble. No. No, that wasn't Reb Chaim. When he said that, that's the truth. My Mechutin, Rabbi Yankel Anman himself, he was davening 20 years in Lederman, across Reb Chaim. And he said, it was unbelievable. He looked at him. He never lifted up his eyes from the cedar. That wasn't Chaim. He was in the cedar and was nothing else, only in the cedar. 
So I want to explain this thing in a new way. Reb Chaim was lazy. But he was lazy towards the interest in the world. The world was not a place where he felt he lost something. There's nothing to lose there. When we are lifting up our eyes, we think, perhaps there's something interesting there. Reb Chaim was lazy. He said, what shall I, why should I turn my head towards the world? There's nothing there to gain. And he was lazy towards the world. This is one of the biggest challenges we have in our own Avoida. Because we are uppermost zrizim towards the world. The world is the place where we think we can lose everything in the world. When you don't pay attention, when you don't look around, when you are not a chevraman, when you don't just be interested in all the different things, you will lose out. And you won't. Because there is nothing to gain from the world. There is nothing to gain from all this turning the head around. It's not. Now, again, we want to have the Eifer from the Pora. We don't want to have the Reb Chaim. Yeah? We want to have the Eifer from the Pora. The Eifer from that. It's not that there is nothing to do in the world. But we know exactly. I have an endeavor in the world. And then I think I have to be focused. And this is unbelievable. Even when you have an endeavor in the world. Not learning. Makes no difference for me now. We, we are go, going with a, with a part that your work is Kurdish Kodoshi, because the Bureau wants that from you. It's good. But what, what are you doing? You are always occupied that perhaps there's something else, and you have to turn the head the whole time. And you think, okay, I have to combat that, and I have to concentrate. The Prime didn't have to concentrate, to work hard, that you should know there was nothing to lose outside of the of the meaningful endeavor he is involved. Because where there was something to lose was in the meaningful endeavor. Not outside that. And you don't have that. We think we lose out in the whole world. We are the uppermost interested chevramanim. We are the uppermost interested curious people. Curiosity kills us. Curiosity is a killing for us. But that what Reb Chaim didn't have. He was lazy. He was a lazy person. He wasn't curious about the world. By us, I have, a com- I have a fight, when you want that, with all the people around me, which they all say, but curiosity is good. You have to be curious, otherwise you will do nothing. You have to be curious. For sure. For sure. But Reb Chaim was uppermost interested in what he did. In the trailer. There he was curious. There he wasn't lazy. The laziness was towards the world outside. And we don't have that. We are in a very big struggle with our own Ruch Nisika life that we are thinking that we have to be curious about the whole world, you know. Of course, let's say current events, which are terrible. 
terrible, terrible. You know, we are in a situation in the world, we never thought that we'll cease to think about COVID because something worse will happen. You wouldn't think that, you know? You always thought that, I'll cease with COVID because we we finished with the virus. No, first of all, we didn't finish with the virus. And even though we don't speak about that anymore, because it's something much worse to, to think about, you wouldn't think like this. Two years ago, you would say, impossible. It's impossible. After, after the Beroilum closed the world for two years, there's nothing worse coming further. There is. And now you think the whole world will blow up. You can't know. So it's, it's terrible, the situation we are in. I understand you when you are interested in the news. I do understand you. But it makes no enough gemina. Does Putin think about you? No. So why do you think about him? But you know you have to say, I have to have an opinion, you know. I have to be interested in that. That's a, otherwise I will be considered as a, as a person which is not from this world. And what will people think about me? I have to be on the ball. I have to... You can't be lazy. You can't be lazy. So, okay. In this, in this realm, we speak about the danger for the world, could be that there is a certain Indian to be interested. But you know, there are people which lose their normal functioning because of that. They have every single minute to see whether a nuclear weapon was used now. No. But perhaps five minutes around. You know, again, you lose. No, no, against not. And then, you know, another ten minutes, perhaps now. No. And then, perhaps now. No. Actually, it's still, you know. And then the whole day. The whole day being, being involved in something which has no fruit at all. Nothing comes out of that. Curiosity netto. Reb Chaim didn't have that. Reb Chaim was lazy. And we don't lose, we don't use that. The Messiah Shalom says that. The Messiah Shalom says, it's a sograim. Should, you should use the laziness regarding your Yetzirah. That's a, you should be Zoris always. And then it's a sograim. Could be the sograim is imported from the Orchus Sadiqim, could be. But it is, so kind of in the old print, that was Elamai Ishtamish Ba'atzlis, that was Reb Chaim. He was a tremendous lazy person. Unsurpassed the laziness of Reb Chaim. But only Nogea to the world. But Nogea to the endeavor which he was involved, there he was absolutely the person which was the most Zorich person. We have to understand, we have to learn something from that. We can't go further on with that modus operandi or that behavior that we all think that we have to be involved in the whole world around us. And we have to be knowledgeable about everything in the world. Otherwise, that will not be an honorable person. You know, I have to be someone which people think I am intelligent, so I have to be involved everywhere. It's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. We have to use our laziness in the right way. That was Chaim did. Yeah? So this is the first thing, I think, which we can take out of that. It's a big work. It's a very big work. But you can do it. You can do it throughout the Tefillah, when you are davening. There's really nothing, 
now which is relevant. And you can daven quickly. Never mind. I, I remember, I don't know how Rabbi Chaim davened, but I remember Rabbi Yoshif. Rabbi Yoshif davened very quick. Very, very quick. But he was 100% dear. There was only the tefillah happening. And you really had to run after the person, you know. So when you wanted to daven with him, that, he, that, that went very quick by him, you know. He didn't, no, no stopping and nothing, but it was 100% dear. So you think concentration. No. It's a blending out of the world. There's nothing now going on. Nothing. And you could do that. I tell you, you could do that. And not because of the big kavona. It's not because you have this unbelievable... We always think like this. When you think about tefillah and you want to concentrate in tefillah, then you have to learn a perush, you know. You have to learn perhaps... Let's see, there are all the different kinds of sidurim. I once saw a sidur maharal, you know, where they take together all the maharals on the sidur, perhaps that will help my kavona. Or then you take sidur agro, they gave out now for the Achim Pfeffer, you know, in your new edition. Sidur agro, you have to learn that thing in order to daven. You will inspired, inspired to daven, you know. You have to be inspired, inspired, emotionally connected, inspired the whole time. No, I don't have to be inspired. I have to be lazy. But I have to be lazy for the world outside. And then I am there. Here I am. In the tefillah I am. Without any maral, and without any gro, and without any kabonari surface, I'm still, I'm sti- simply there. Because there's nothing else to do now. You know? And then the kabona can come as, ma- as much as you want. But it's not the point of the excitement which makes you being involved. Is the point that the other things are not existent, unimportant, and we don't take that. That is what we can learn from Rabbi. That was one of the biggest things by him, that he was not living the world. He lived his learning. By us, it's like the upside down. Learning is boring, even though it's Netzach, you know. But it's boring. Yeah? it's always the same. Uh, and there is nothing to lose. One of the biggest problems when I made it say that, but this is not Nogea to the Tzibor over here, that's Nogea to your children, it's learning yeshivas, but uh, when, one of the biggest problems we have in yeshivas is that the way of learning came to a point that the Bochel feels that when he loses two days of learning, he didn't lose out anything. Do you remember yeah? So, you didn't lose out anything. You can, you can miss two days and you come back to Yeshiva Nachon. That's what it is. You come back to Yeshiva, you're in the same place as you were two days before. And you didn't lose out anything. So, that means that you are lazy towards the learning. Because you don't lose out anything. In the learning, you don't lose out. You don't see that you gain every minute. You don't see that. But in the world, you see, I gain every minute. I can have a new knowledge, and then click, a new knowledge, and then click, click, two, two new knowledge, and I have to the whole time of new knowledge. And in learning, I can miss two days, and they will be by the same choices, in the same question, in the same place, very upside-down world. Upside-down. Perhaps it was the right way. He loses out every single minute in learning. But in the world, doesn't lose out anything. He was lazy. So for us, this is an attitude of life. It has nothing to do 
with that learning as it is. It's an attitude to life. And we have to understand that we have to work on ourselves. That our interest and our being involved is in a place and the other things, they are not nogea. We will be growing in a pace and in a way which is unpredictable. You will grow much more like that. And you think you will grow the other way. You will not. That's what we saw by Rabhaim. He grew to a tremendous amount out of this attitude. And you think you will grow when you will be the Hebraman which is simply interested or involved in 100,000 things and you will not grow. No. You will be flat. Spread out. Very flat. No. Don't spread out. You be there and then you grow. Yeah? So that's the first thing we can learn from a prime which is relevant to any, every one of us. It's very important for me that we understand each other, that I don't come to tell you you have to be involved only in learning. No. You have to be involved in something meaningful in the eyes of the Torah. That could be your panosa too. Yeah? And the learning, you know, in a balanced way. It's not the point of learning. It's a point of attitude to life. We can learn from Reb Chaim. The second thing I want to think together, it's, uh, that is, after this stage, that you are uh, involved in one thing, and you are really involved in one thing, then there comes another step. There comes a second step. Someone asked Reb Chaim why is he answering all these questions of the Yeshiva Bochim, which they write to him. That was Yodua. You were able to write to Rav Chaim a question, and he answered in a very short way, but he answered all the questions. That took an enormous amount of time. You know, Bochim from Yeshiva Ktane, Bochim from Yeshiva Gdoile, Avreichim, everyone asks a question, and you get an answer. That's unique. Normally, you can't wait for an answer a long time, and uh, you, not, you don't get it, or most of the time you don't get it. You just experienced that with me now, that's right? So, so, so you, you, you're writing, and then you, you don't get really an answer, because you're, you're... Okay. But he answered all of them. That takes a huge amount of time, and he was the masmit of the doll. He was the, mas, the masmit. Yeah? I mean, he was able to be a, a sandik all over because that makes, made no difference to him whether he learns in the car or he learns on a bench or he learns in a, in a, in a chair or he learns by the sun to go as he thinks about learning made no difference he was a masmit but to write answers you have to write answers that's what you have to do so it takes time so they ask him why do you answer? why do you take your time? Rav said something which is stunning. He said, in the end, no one knows why Hashem gives him life. Yeah, but he is the masmid of the doll. For sure Hashem gives him life because he's a masmid. No. No. You don't know. You don't know. You can't know. You can't know. You cannot know. You are involved in one thing and your life 
presents in front of you something which is not 100% your cup of tea. It's not. What do you do? You shrug your shoulder and you say, what shall I do? I can't. No, no, it's not my cup of tea. No, it's not, not for me. No. It's not my forte. That's what you say or something, wherever, however you speak, you know. That's not really me. And I so I can't. What shall I do? I can't do it. You don't know why Hashem gives you life. You don't know. I am involved in a very important endeavor, but something else comes, and you believe in the Beroilom that he makes no mistake. The Beroilom makes never a mistake. When it comes to your table that you have to answer questions of Bochem and Yeshiva Ktane, that was coming to you, and you do it, because you don't know why Hashem gives life. You don't know. That's an attitude of a Muna which is rare today. We are picky. We are picky with our endeavors, you know? And especially when there are endeavors which we feel those are meaningful endeavors. I'm just now involved in something. I'm just now occupied with something very important. I have no time for the thing which comes up. Wrong. You don't have to interrupt immediately. But you have to understand when you are presented with some, something which is definitely a mitzvah, which is they asked him a question, you have to answer. You do it once a week, you do it twice a week, you do it whatever it is. It takes time, takes time. But you have to do it. That's an attitude of life which we are not used to. We are not used that we are opening our ears to life and understand that everything which is happening to us in our life is a part of our own growth. And it could be that's the reason to live, because something like this comes to me. This, we have to learn how to do that. It's a very important thing. And you can't push things away because they are not according to your nature. Because perhaps the Beroilom wants you to grow where you feel you don't have the nature to do it. Perhaps that's the place where you have to grow. And that's what he wants. And when you don't do it, he says, the life is going the wrong path. I wanted him to grow there. He doesn't. So we don't know why Hashem gives life. Eh? That is a very... It, it, again, we are not doing that normally. We don't do that. We don't, we, we don't believe in that. We think that this is a mistake when I am called. But it's no mistake. And you could grow there. We saw that by Reb Chaim in this. That was a, that's a surprise. But I have to illustrate that. And I can illustrate things only in, from my own life experience. So I don't know the real life experience from others. But I, don't, I know that from my, myself. Because, not that I am anything, but that happened to me. Because, um, um, I say it, it's a little bit a bullshit to say that. But uh, my own nature is that I don't want contact with people. I don't want that. I do not want that. I want to be alone, you know. That's my nature. But I am... Day by day, and hour by hour, occupied 
with helping people, listening to them, trying to understand them, trying to help them, and that's my whole day. But my nature is not like this. Believe me, when you, when you know me, when you remember me, you know, when you know me that, uh, that uh, when once I have enough from that, then it's dangerous to be in my Arba Amis. It's not, not recommended to be next to me when my nerves are finished. So it's not recommended because I can't begin to bark. I will scream at you that you just get out of that room. I have no kayak anymore. But as long as I can't do that, I do it. Why? Not because of my nature, not because I feel so connected to people. And the biggest pleasure is being in a protest where a person is in front of me, next to me, next to me, behind me. That's mamish. Being a chasana in a crowded place, that is my innermost simcha. No, that's a nightmare for me. And I won't go there. I will not go to any mass event. Because I can't stand that people are standing everywhere around me. I can't, I can't do that. I can't have that. But things were presented to me. People came to me. I had no choice. You have no choice. You have to do it. I, it's not your cup of tea. You have to grow. And then you reveal... That when you are trying to help people and you have no natural inclination to connect to them, you help them more. You grow more. And you can help more because you have to listen. It's not something natural which comes to you. You have to listen. You have to think. And you'll help more. You don't know why the Beroilum gives you life. For sure. I, I, I can sit down and I will be mechadish chedushim, you know. Unbelievable mechadish chedushim. No? Perhaps you are there to, you know, to help people. But that's not my cup of tea. You know, that's not the point. The point is not your cup of tea. The point is what presents itself in front of you. That's what it is. And there you are zoiche to life. We have to do something with that. It was the most... Um, surprising information I had from Rebchai. It was a surprise. That he said, I don't know why Hashem gives me life. Perhaps it is because I answer, to, answer all these questions and not because of the last mother, you know. But that's a second thing we have to take for ourselves. It's again, it's an evil. It's not that we have to sit down and answer all these questions which we are asked. Because no one asks us questions, you know. So for sure you could be Mechabal. I will do the same thing as Reb Chayim. I will answer all the questions which people ask me by mail. But you will not be asked any questions. So that's a very easy Kabbalah, you know. No, that's not the point. The point is that you are investing in things which present themselves in front of you, even though you feel, I have a very important thing to do now. And objectively important, learning Torah, connected Kulom, Masmit, day and night, yeah, every year. I answer the question. I answer all the questions. All of them. Because perhaps that's my tough kid in life now. Perhaps that's why the Bible wants me to grow in that area or to develop in that area. That's why he gave me life. Yeah. So this is very connected. 
very connected to what the Goan says. You know, the Goan says you have to be breaking the meter or metaken the meter when you want to the meter, metaken the meter, which you were not yet metaken because without that, you know, but you, you don't want that because, because it's not your cup of tea, because you have to break something within you, but otherwise you don't have life. So that's the same thing. You have to go into an endeavor which presents itself in front of you, even though you feel that you don't really have the courage to do that. You have to try to grow in that area. So, that's what, what Rechaim was. He was really connected to life. Connected to learning. But also connected to the Ashkoche. That the Boreolum presents in front of him something. And it's wanted from him that he should measure up with the things which are presented in front of him. He was re- really connected there. He was not connected to the world outside. He was connected to this world of Avoida. Now comes the third thing, which Rabhaim said about himself. Rabhaim said that he is very much enjoys... Uh, this I didn't tell you. He was an Atzlan, he said, himself. And then he said he enjoys a joke. That was he enjoyed. Enjoys. The one which knew Rabhaim... Prime, really, that was till the end of the day of days. He was able to laugh, and he was really able to laugh. So, what is that? So, when we think about the Godel, we think about the Godel that he is verknacked, you know, just just having a face of Tishabov, you know, and then you say, I have Simcha belief. <laughs> and then you see where is the simcha going on and you don't see it but you know the premius is simcha no by him that was a very simple thing he just laughed he just had a good time what was that? that was that this whole avoider which was there this whole work which was never ending and this work with those with this that the world shouldn't be important the world the work that he is taking up the challenges that was all in a very non-frum way by him. That was like natural. It was not mitzvah No, a person which takes nothing further from mitzvah than a joke. No, when you have to laugh about a joke, that's not funny. That's right. The laughing about the joke comes by itself. So it's like a thing you do, it comes up by itself. So that was the nature from Reb Chaim. That things are enjoyable by themselves. That was the nature. And that he applied in learning, in Torah, in writing the answers, in interacting with people. And that presented itself in that way that we saw over here an autumn Godel. A tremendous big person. But the greatness of the person was in a very simple way, not sophisticated. One of the things which we think everything has to be sophisticated, then it's more real. By Reb Chaim was the antithesis to be sophisticated. He was not sophisticated at all. 
that sounds to you like uh, diminishing the person. But it's not. It's making the person much bigger than you think. Because sophistication is a thing which is an artificial thing. It's an artificial thing. It's a thing which stems from... I don't know where. Who was the first sophisticated person? The first sophisticated, you know? The first sophisticated was the Nochosh. Nochosh Hoiso Orum Mikola Chayes. That's why she was more sophisticated than all the others. The Nochosh was very sophisticated. A good time. You know, Wiesen Kelekin. Sophisticated. Orum Mikola Chayes. The most sophisticated creature. That's the Nochosh. The Nochosh Akadmoni was sophisticated. We today are living in a society where sophistication is held high. You have to be, I don't know, sophisticated, intelligent, I don't know what, what it is. But everything but being simply practical, simple, the things which present themselves in front of you, that's what you do with a simcha, with an attitude of humor, with an attitude of doing the right thing. And the, not being interested in the world at all, not sophisticated. You are not sophisticated, you are not knowledgeable about what's going on. You have to be sophisticated. The Nochos Akadmoini was sophisticated. Vod Eich was the most sophisticated creature which was there. Yeah? No, he wasn't. He was really not. That wasn't his point. And it's not making the person small. I know that over here, I experienced that myself in Lawrence. That, uh, that people have a tiny once in a while on a person, when he speaks too much practically, then he says, no, he's not sophisticated, not so intelligent, you know. They said it about me. You don't remember that. I was once here, and then I said something, which was a very, I think it was a very important message. And, but then they said, no, Leuchter is not intelligent, not sophisticated. It was like surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that was a title because you always you want something complex, something deep, something very, very ununderstandable, half a way through, not graspable. Oh that's something, you know. But then things are simple. Things are simple what they are, you know. And I'm not interested in the world. I'm interested in learning. No, oh, that's boring, you know. And I'm not, you know, I do whatever the, whatever, the pre- whatever the life presents in front of me. No, okay, so what, what's the big deal? That's what he did, you know. And he had a sense of humor, very nice, you know. And then, then you miss Reb Then you miss Reb Because no, Reb was not sophisticated at all. He was big. Really big. Without sophistication. So don't fall into that trap that you want to be sophisticated and more metuchkam, you call that in, in, in Hebrew. Yeah? No, you shouldn't. There's a very simple thing. Torah is very simple. Torah is very deep, but very simple. And the demands are very simple. Very simple. Just be lazy towards the world. Be lazy towards the other things. Very simple. Just do anything which presents itself in front of you, you have to do it. 
Because you never know what will give you life. Do it. Very simple message. Yeah? And take the things with a sense of humor. Because it's an enjoyable thing, the whole thing. Right? That's what it is. And, fa- and that's it. That's the way you will grow. That is the A for Pora, according to what I understand. That is the A for Pora. Every one of us is able to take for himself. So it's not a demand of a certain level of learning. No. That's the whole point. It's not a demand of this unbelievable hasmode. It's not a demand of all these things. It's a demand which speaks to each and every one of us. And every one of us can take something of this Eifel Pore, some minor part, less than a Kazais, less than half a Kazais, less than anything, you know, something you can take out of this Eifel from the Pore, and it will give you Tare. And then, Misas Sadiq Mechaperes. Then, we took out the purpose of this loss of the clay soil, which Misas Sadikim is a loss, but the Mechaperes comes from the Eifel Pora, that we take out something for ourselves in order to reach our personal Tahara through that contemplation of this loss. That's what I think is one facet of a message which you could, we could take out of this big life of Reb Chaim Kanievsky. So that is what I wanted to share with you. Hopefully that was good for you. And uh, Atkan, Atkan.